Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You may have heard me scolding the transport minister, Omel Agabra, who um, tweeted out a group of male MPs that he was with. And um, it was this event called Hope in Heels. And there they were in their future heels. And I know that they were trying to spread awareness on violence against women. And this is something that agencies across this country, certainly across Toronto and the GTA, have been doing for years and years and years. But it irritated me because we have had this awareness because of the agencies for a long time. And certainly through reporting that I've done over the last couple of decades, we know that this is an issue. We know that we don't have resources. And so instead of seeing, you know, MPs kind of stunting, I actually want to see the government's not walk in, a, in her shoes. I want them to put it into action. Take it into actual action, invest in resources to help women escape, get to somewhere safe. And the agencies do their best, but they're falling behind because the demand is going up. We've got uh, about 600 shelters now across the country that are possibly going to face cuts or even closures because they're about to lose pandemic spending that comes to an end. And uh, for background on this, in April of 2020, the uh, Trudeau government gave an extra $330 million uh, to, to shelters. But these are shelters that were underfunded going into to the pandemic. And they're, they're the ones who raise all their own money. And the demand just keeps going up. It goes up with court delays. It goes up with, you know, the fact that domestic violence incidents keep going up. Uh, so, so these shelters need, need help. Let me bring in Jennifer Hutton, CEO of Women's Crisis Services in the Waterloo region. Jennifer, thanks for joining me. Hi, Alex. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I mean, I know the minister is taking kind of a beating over this, and I think it's because a lot of times Jennifer will look at this and say, okay, it's, it's great that you're trying to be cute and kitschy and get people's attention, but I think this far in, in 2023, I think we, we have failed to see the, the action needed, not just by the feds, but the province, even the municipal level, um, to deal with this cohesively, to actually get supports in place. Yeah, I would I would agree that we, you know, as much as we've been raising a lot of awareness of the seriousness of violence against women and and even in on femicide, we continue we do need to continue to keep raising awareness, but it's also time for action and um that action very much can be linked to funding. Yeah, uh, and the bottom like tell me what the situation is now because I don't think I mean, even in 2023, when we think about shelters, I think people just assume they get government funding. But most of your funding, unless you get a grant from from one of the levels of government, you guys are out there on the front lines gathering that money. Yeah, we we do receive some some government funding, um, mostly from the province. However, we do also have to do a a lot of fundraising. I know for us... um, we need to fundraise probably 30 or, or 40% of our annual budget. So that's quite a bit. And, and that's really to uh, maintain our operations and then to do anything that is um, a bit unique and innovative. And, and, and those are things that we have to, to try. Like we uh, use music therapy and we've had great um, impact of the music therapy program, but we have to fundraise to uh, keep that going. 
Yeah, and what is? I mean, look, we've seen uh, the demand. It's it's always been there. Um, we saw the demand go up. Certainly, when you lock a woman into domestic uh, violence, things are not going to go well. That's what we saw with lockdowns. We saw domestic violence incidents surge, but we have seen them going up when they, frankly, should be going the other direction. And so, where's the greatest need? Like, if you could have a check dropped on uh, all your services, where would that money go? Oh, we we really need the funding for general operating. Um, then when it goes to general operating, it gives us the flexibility for where we need it most. And, and really where we need it most is staff. Um, staff are our tools. So they're the ones that are the change makers. And we need, we need more staff to meet the demand. Not only is the demand going up, but the complexity and the level of violence has yeah. Um, increased considerably. And again, we're, we're dealing with um, uh, epidemic proportions and, and we have a huge issue around femicide. Uh, 52 uh, women killed in Ontario in 52 weeks. Like this is, it's crazy. This is a, a crisis. Yeah. Yeah. And so you would think in this day and age, certainly under this government, the federal government, they're a feminist government, that we would have some kind of national framework in place. Like, I'm not one who wants more bureaucracy, but certainly on an issue like this, given it's Canada wide, uh, why don't we have a more cohesive national framework where, you know, money goes in and then we know it gets to shelter, it gets to, um, you know, maybe helping court services, which are also a big problem because often, um, you know, family courts can complicate things and uh, expose women and their kids to, to scenarios that, that, that wouldn't make them safe. But why don't we or do we need a national framework? Well, we, we, we do, and we have the National Action Plan. Um, right now, this is a, a paper document, and it, it's been led by the feds with some, some really good work and, and some great consultation. Now it's at the point that the provinces need to roll this out. Um, so, you know, our, our worry is that, the pro- that there's some consistency and some oversight in how the provinces mm-hmm. roll out this important plan. But it, it does provide some hope. It, it's, a, it's a strong um, framework, and it's it just making sure that it gets rolled out and it moves from a paper document into, into action. Well, that's half the battle, is actually getting these consultants. You know, we get all the consultation. It's all great. They all meet with the quote-unquote stakeholders, but it's like, okay, make it an actual tangible policy that makes sense. Um, you know, there was no new money in, in the budget uh, for this year, but there was $53 million set aside for what is called women's programs. Were you expecting federal funding? And does a, a category of women's programs do anything you know, remotely close to what, what is needed? Um, well, we, we knew that this um, funding was related to the pandemic. So we knew that it may end um, and we're preparing it as such in regards to how we budgeted. Um, now this, this other funding, I, I'm not really sure. I, I wonder if it's um, attached to potentially applying for, for grants, which is great. Um, so that's often very project-based um, which can really help move things forward and, and pilot things. But, but sometimes those projects can be hard to sustain without that ongoing funding. So, you know, as mentioned earlier, my preference is always for operational funding because we need that just to continue servicing um, the volume of uh, women and kids that we are every, every day. 
Yeah, uh, you know, you'd think in this time and this day and age, because we do have the awareness that it would start going down, uh, and it and it seems to be just going in the wrong uh, direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it does. Unfortunately, um, there's there's still a lot more work to be done. But it, you know, we we hear about people suffering in, in so many different ways because of the pandemic, um, mental health uh, struggles, uh, struggles with addictions. This is all stuff that we're also seeing in those that we support, not only have their um, trauma experiences escalated and increased, but they're also struggling with mental health, addictions. Mm -hmm. There's so many layers and complexity um, to the work that we do. That's, you know, also going back to my original point, why it's so important that um, we have funding to hire the staff that we need because it's quite specialized and difficult work. Yeah, for sure it is. uh, No question about it. Nonetheless, uh, we'll keep talking about it, Jennifer. We'll keep talking about it until we don't have to talk about it. I just wish I didn't have to and we didn't have to talk about it. All right. Thanks thanks so much. Keeping the conversation going. This is one I will always have, very much so. Uh, Jennifer Hutton joining us, and she is just one of the many, many, many uh, people out there. Um, you know, helping uh, put uh, their money where their mouth is on this issue. She's with the Women's Crisis Services of Waterloo. But again, you heard it. They raise a lot of their own money, but they just need something more cohesive. So stop the consulting, stop writing up the reports, and actually just get something. Get it done. Like y'all tell us you can get get it done. Just get it done. Before I die, get it done. You got 50 years, maybe.